everybody, and welcome back to the show, Amy Weber Unleashed. I have a really cool guest. Like, literally, it is, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it's been so long since I've seen you. I've got Gio on the show today. Yes. Hello. Um, but when I see you, I feel like no time has passed whatsoever. I love that feeling. I know. How long has it been since we were in LA and you were doing PR and I was... I was God, thinking about 20 that. 20 years? Yeah. 20 years. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's kind of cool though, right? Where you can, um, well, <laughs> I shouldn't say this. I'm making huge assumptions here that Gio feels the same way about me, but I just feel good in your presence. I do too. Yeah. It's like home. Yes. Way, in a way. It feels very comforting and very warm and familiar. And yes. I love that. Yes. Especially during, during these sort of COVID times when I just miss so many people. Mm. And I've gone, I've gone like off the other end of the deep end with being super safe and not really seeing a lot of people and not having dinners and stuff. So every now and then when I go or I see people, it's like I realize how much your soul needs it. Mm. Right. It yes. needs connection with yes. other people. Yes. So true. So true for your mental health. Yeah. And sure. I know this is big with you because I know with you, you know, obviously you're a trainer and you're big on fitness, but I'm sure mental wellness falls into all of that. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's losing weight. Everyone can lose weight. It's the creating a lifestyle and lifestyle, part of lifestyle is your mental well-being. Yeah. So being a trainer and counting reps and sets is one thing, but really kind of looking at a person's life holistically. Yeah. And I know that sounds cliche, but it is. It's mental health, physical health, longevity, um, and nutrition, and it all ties back into your mental health and mental well-being. So, yeah, yeah it's... Um, I always tell people, anyone, a monkey, a monkey could <laughs> count reps and sets. Right. You got to have a trainer that really kind of thinks about the whole person. Yeah. I And honestly, I think that um, just like, you know, real estate is something that's really big in my life. And I know there's a lot of trainers out there, but I think probably there's a lot of trainers that give trainers a bad name. Oh, yeah. Because like you said, I mean, it is. They are literally just like, you got one more in you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's not that's I mean, I guess it's helpful in that moment. But for the, the longevity and to kind of keep with. Um, what you're doing and just to completely have a shift, right? That whole mental shift that you're going to basically see just a long-term result from that. It's so much deeper. I mean, yeah. you almost have to have a psychology degree, right? Yeah. 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 It, it, I mean, if we'll say, like you said, so many people have this expectation of what a trainer is, but when they come across a good trainer, they, wow, there's so many more levels to this. Yeah. And there's so many more, ways to help someone and you've got to kind of be sometimes a coach and push it one more yeah. sometimes a friend a confidant a psychologist yeah you know so it's 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 you, you wear a lot of hats when you're a good trainer yeah definitely and then um i know there was a time when i mean we just talked about it before we started where you know you were probably still working out, but you were saying that you just weren't making good, you know, food choices. Like mm. how do people, it's so, so my husband was doing really well. I mean, he's been, he's never a big guy, but he's Armenian and they like to eat, you know what I mean? And right. so he, um, it wasn't like he was like super overweight. He just wasn't really fit. Mm. And just something clicked in him one day where he said, um, I'm going to fast um, I'm not going to eat breakfast. I'm going to get a trainer. I'm going to work out like his whole mental thing just shifted. And then after COVID, he just, 
I didn't really want him in this one little room with the trainer because it was like a big gym and you know, some of the trainers in there weren't really taking it seriously and they weren't wearing masks and I'm a cancer survivor. So I just said, look, can he train you outside? Are there any other ways? And I mean, my husband ran a marathon. This is a guy that literally wow. had never owned gyms. Oh, this is funny. He owned gyms, but never set foot in the gym <laughs> other than to collect, right? Like right. the money that the gym was making or to pay the employees or to hire a fire or whatever it was. But he, he couldn't stand a gym, but he found this trainer who was amazing and really understood him and they became good friends, but he's just in this funk now. Even the other day, I literally, I made, you know, fish and great food. And I said, he goes, I'm not hungry. But then the next minute he has a dove chocolate ice cream <laughs> bar <laughs> for dinner. I'm like, okay, so what, I just don't even know how you take someone. What is that first step? Right? Well, I usually say, and, and a lot of um, mental health, good mental health, you know, physicians and psychiatrists and psychologists say that um, there's a point, it's usually associated with a pain moment, Okay. whether it's an emotional pain or a doctor says, you know, you have this or that, you're, or you're pre-diabetic or something. There's usually a, a painful mo moment. It could be trying on a shirt and it doesn't fit or a pair of pants and it doesn't fit and you feel emotionally something about that it's usually when someone has a moment like that you might even not know when that moment is because they might experience that on their own yeah um you know it could be someone discussing you know you're in a line and she goes that big lady over there and you're oh. you're being addressed as a big lady, right? And you're like, oh. whoa! Oh, shit. And you know that would just shock someone. Well, most women, most people, but it's really about that moment that changes people's mindset. Okay. And then, but you can't you can't create it. You can't artificially. Right. So I can't just be like, um, hey, big dude. Oh, God, sorry, honey. No, 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 no. <laughs> do not do that okay. specifically. Um, what I try and tell people is you you do have to create something yeah. to get motivated. Like an X factor. Right. I usually need an X factor. Right. I mean, I'll pretend I have a photo shoot. I don't have a photo shoot. I'm 51 years old. Unless exactly. I'm going to be on like a cover of Better Homes and Gardens, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. Right. Like, but yeah, you have to have an X factor, yes. something that you're, you know, aspiring to, yeah, to get motivated. I usually try and help someone figure out what is it in the world that you do that makes you the most self-conscious about your body. Because... Unfortunately, most people are self-conscious about their body. Yeah. So that vacation to Hawaii, that pool party, that reunion, whatever it is that 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 event that would make you feel most conscious, set it up. Got it. Even if you don't buy the tickets, start with let's go to Hawaii for the summer and yeah. stay at this hotel we love or whatever. And you know, just in your mind, you don't want to feel uncomfortable in your skin so yeah. that's and immediately you have a goal I also tell people you've got to look at the future basically forecasting well what's going to happen between then or now and then if you've got all these trips and you've got 
all this stressful stuff that you know that you need to do that's probably not this time you want to start it because it's full of triggers yeah. that might have you going back the up. other way. Yeah. So it's, it's really a combination of a couple of things and a lot of it is tricking yourself into creating a situation where you have a better chance to make the right decision or the best decision. Got it. Um, and without that, you're left on, you know, you know, choices of cravings and boredom yeah. and stress. Stress and eating. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you need something. Yeah. An expert. How, okay. How do you feel about this? Because I'm a really big proponent of this and I'm a really big believer. How do you feel about manifestation? How do you feel about almost seeing your body the way that your perfect body and almost feeling like you already have it now? Right, do, right. You, do you believe in this? Yeah, um, I do. And like with a lot of things that are kind of based in faith, yeah. not faith in God, but faith in mm -hmm. yourself, yeah. um, it wanes. Okay. You're like, sometimes, is this working? Like, I know I'm, you know, maybe even meditating in the morning and, and thinking about it and, 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 you know, you could do vision boards and have pictures. I teach all that yeah. because it does, I believe it does help you create or manifest the, the vision you want of yourself. Yeah. Um, I think, it works in finances and relationships, but it's also not a magic pill. Right. You still have to do. Got to do work. the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah, the hard part. Definitely. I know. I guess for me, I just feel like you know when it comes to um, trying to get into for me, you know, those theta brain waves and really meditating and kind of seeing things and trying to really program, right, my future into what I want it to do. Um, I feel like I just naturally start committing and doing the work and things start coming to me. Opportunities are coming to me. Obviously, I have to act on those opportunities, right? right? They're going to pass me by. I mean, gosh, what is that whole saying? Like someone, you know, that there was a, a amazing movie that talked about, you know, you know, God help me, God help me. And it was like, um, you know, someone came by and said, Hey, do you need a ride? You know, get on our boat. He's like, you know, drowning. Do you know this, this so there's sure. storm, there's a man and he's on the roof of his house and he's like, you know, um, boats come by like, Hey, jump in, we, you know, we can help you. And then it's like, no, I, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'll wait. And then another boat comes by like, you know, I'll help you. And then pretty soon the guy drowns. And he's like, but God, why? You know what? He's like, I sent you three <laughs> boats. Yes, you know, yes. I mean, a lot of people actually are comparing yes. the vaccine to this because they're saying, look, mm. well, God will help me. But it's like, well, God is helping you. He right. created scientists with brains to right. create a vaccine that right. could stop this. So right. you just didn't get in the boat, right? right? Like right. some people are going to be right. like, F you, Amy. I don't believe right. in that. And that's fine. People can have their own opinion, but... In a lot of, in a lot of ways, like, yeah, you got to get in the boat. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so now you rolled back into the big C conversation and it's no longer cancer. It's Corona. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's still cancer, but, um, we won't worry about that because that's not killing millions of people. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, you have kids. I do. And 
You live in California. I do. How do you feel about, and do you have a boy? I do. So how do you feel about the vaccine and young uh, children, you know, boys specifically, um, you know, kids to like early teens or 18, 19? How do you feel about the vaccine for, for kids? You know, for me, I feel like to, right, to each of their own, like our specific situation, I'm fully vaxxed. I'm boosted. I got boosted last Saturday. And, um, but for me, my life is a little different. It, it looks a little bit different from the outside looking in the most people. First of all, I'm a two-time cancer survivor. My particular cancer was caused by a really weird, like mutated sort of gene because of my mom taking a drug when she was pregnant with me. Mm. So I just wasn't sure how my body would handle that type of, you know, virus coming in. As far as my kids, we actually have had the conversation. Um, I think they're really, they're ready to get it. They want to get it. We're doing all of our research, but my kids also are homeschooled. So my kids aren't around other, you know what I mean? And if they are around, they're not in co-ops right now. They're not. And if they do go out and they are with their other friends, they're in the dirt, like, on their quads, you know what I mean? Like they're not indoors with anyone. Right. My kids don't feel comfortable right now going to an indoor restaurant. Um, they're nearly 13. So I'm trying to empower my children to make their own choices. Another big reason why, look, I'm going to teach world religion mm-hmm. in homeschool because I want them to have little aspects of every religion because I think every religion has something powerful and beneficial that can maybe help them. I mean, in a lot of ways, Buddhism has helped me, helped me get through cancer. Visualization helped me get through my cancer. Um, you know, Christianity has been great for me. So yeah, I don't, again, I get it. Um, like forcing kids to be in school and to have it and then also have on math. I mean, for me, it's just a tough it's just a tough decision to kind of push that off on, you know, kids. On the other hand, you know, this isn't like it's some new vaccine. This is, you know, the type of MNRA, you know, vaccine. This has been studied for years. And I try to explain to my kids, it doesn't have any of the actual COVID vaccine in it, like a standard vaccine. And I was that mom that the pediatrician was like, you're that mom. You know what I mean? Because I wouldn't do three vaccines in a day. And I ordered specialized vaccines because I Uh didn't want them harvested in monkey brain. I didn't want them. I, and they were expensive and people have no idea that this is out there. And this is all born out of when my kids were born prematurely, I ruptured my water at uh, 27 weeks. I stayed pregnant in the high risk department miserably for three more weeks. My daughter's heart stopped at 30 weeks. So we had to have an emergency um, C-section, but I was getting ready to take them home. They were barely five pounds, Geo. I mean, barely. Mm. And the lady said they need um, a Hep A shot. And I thought, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll come back for that. Because, and I didn't even think anything about vaccines. I never was like that that person. Right. I know Jenny McCarthy very well. I know she was very you know anti-vax and her son ended up with autism. And I think she you felt connected between the vaccine and that. And that's, you know, her opinion, but I didn't, I didn't have that thought Mm. process, but when some nurse flipped out on me and said, well, you're going to have to sign a waiver. I was like, 
why are you so angry about this? Because <laughs> bitch, bring two, right? right? I mean, I've right. got twins, like bring two. <laughs> and what I did was it just made me start to do my research and just see kind of both sides of the fence. I mean, it's just a similar thing of like when they wanted to separate my twins in school. This was a big contentious thing. Like I'm always in the principal's office because they're always wanting to separate my kids. And I thought, well, here we go with our another PowerPoint presentation about right. this. Cause you're doing a generalization about children. My children have two totally separate interests. They have different friends. What is wrong with having someone in a class that loves you and has your back? Right. What are you, if, if someone becomes best friends, you're going to start splitting them up too. Right. I, I just no. like, so same thing. So it's like, I just was like, okay, I'm going to start researching this. And there's obviously always going to be two sides. And I look at both sides um, really comprehensively. And right now I have not vaccinated them. Okay. The long, long, long answer short. Right. Um, not to say that I won't. Um, I'm not necessarily worried about, um, you know, uh, the vaccine because I know that it's not something that's brand new. I understand warp speed scared a lot of people. It was not done in a warp speed right kind of way. I mean, it was and it wasn't, but that's a this, whole nother discussion. Yeah, this is, <laughs> but this is technology that had been kind of in the works right, for a right, long, long time. Right. And, um, so yeah, I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts? Well, I don't have kids. Yeah. So, but I, I, I totally can't imagine having kids in the world today. Oh gosh. Yeah. From, Social media to coronavirus to to wearing masks to um, just it just goes on and on and on. Yeah. Um, just the burden of of trying to raise them and give them at least a similar life to what you had, if not better. Yeah. And you know, I was listening to something the other day. I think it was Megan Kelly, and she was like livid about. Um, uh, mandates for kids and um, how um, kids, some kids have to wear masks and some younger kids not, even now, not even knowing life without a mask. Without a mask. Yeah. Or knowing life without this coronavirus experience. So it's it's like, wow, like, you know, what is next like what is that life going to be and and we we older people have this romanticism with the life that whether you had a tough life or yeah. not you somehow you probably love it in a way or you at least you found parts of it that you were able to love at right least. yeah and you're like now have very little chance of of, of giving that to your kid because I don't think this COVID thing is going to go away. Yeah, anytime uh, soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and what are like the long-term, right, mental uh, kind of effects? But here's the thing. And I, I mean, gosh, I'm just so, I've made some crazy choices and they've affected my life. It's been tough on me, but my kids are not experiencing that because my kids, I pulled them out right before and I started homeschooling. We were like dissecting sharks and like we, we've had the most amazing time homeschooling. Right. And then, so they don't wear masks, right? Cause I have this, and I bought, I also bought like a farm, a ranch. Right. So we've got four acres and we now have right. horses across the street and we ride our bicycles and we actually can get in our Can-Am from our house and go into trails, right. ride in trails. We have an RV. 
So our vacations look very different. We're going to Pirate Cove soon where we'll have like these beaches to ourselves and we'll right. dune buggy and camp. And that's our lifestyle. Right. Now being like, if you're a city kid, I don't know what you do, right? Cause you got to get a, your mask on your bicycle. Like we don't wear, we're just in the country, right? but I'm 25 minutes from Los Angeles. Right. So I'm still able to kind of navigate both, both worlds. And then I just have conversations with my kids, usually like every two to three days. Um, and they're not on social media. My kids are not on social media. So they're having just a little bit of a different experience, but my heart breaks for these other parents and the choices because yeah. not everyone can make the choices that I made. Yeah. Um, I'm very fortunate that um, I was able to, and I've got you know some help in doing that, but yeah. I, I the ramifications are gonna be felt for years to come. Yeah, it's it's, you know, you talk about the privilege or the people that have the resources to navigate this in a, I would say, somewhat um, normal, positive yeah, way. Yeah. And then the, everyone else. Yeah. And then, you know, you talk about the different levels of, of economics in the home and, you know, who's going to suffer. You know, it, it's weird. It's like a lot of the non vax people are the poor people because they don't trust the government because of what the government did in the past. And so, but they also don't have the ability to isolate and right. do what you're doing. Yeah. Homeschool. I, I got to try and go to work, you know, like there's no chance of me homeschooling my kids. Yeah. So it's this really unfair dynamic if you, you know, to choose a word, but it's just, it's just uh, the same. I mean, honestly, I, like I'll just come out and say it. It's it's honest. It's the people of color that are mm. that are always. Oh, it makes me want to cry. I'm sorry, Gio. Mm, it's okay. Always getting the short end. Of the stick. Always getting the short end, and yeah. I don't understand why. It's yeah. just like it sucks. It makes me so upset. And it's like no matter how many programs that that I am a part of, or how much money I donate to, like I'm one person. You know, there was a woman. I reached out to me, African-American woman. I don't know her. Mm. I saw her on a homeschool group and her daughter had recently become um, paralyzed. And, you know, she was, her insurance wouldn't pay for a hotel that was nearby the hospital where she was getting the care. And her son got so upset because he accidentally heard the mom on the phone say, um, you know, that we're going to be homeless and then he's like, what? And he ripped up all his homeschool stuff. And he's like, why should I even effing learn this stuff? If I'm just going to end up homeless. Mm. Why even learn? And she was just like reaching out to the moms of the homeschool group that I'm a part of in Southern California. And I'm just like, I just personally reach out. And I'm like, I don't know you. But this is what I'm going to tell you. This is what my heart is telling me to do. You need to take a break. Forget about school for a minute. Okay, you need to take your son someplace, and I'm like, give me your Venmo because I'm gonna I'm gonna send you something that literally you're gonna have like a hotel for the next two weeks, and you're gonna be able to take your kids on something that can just get their minds off of this. Mm. And she's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, because that's what we're supposed to do. Right. If you have right. it, that's what you're supposed to do. Because guess what, people, you can't take it with you when you're six feet under. No. You can't. No. You can hoard it, and you can be greedy, and it's like. For me, the more I give, the more I make. Mm. It's always been my mentality, mm. always.
days. Yeah. But it does suck. Like, well, this podcast really took a turn, huh? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, just real talk, real yeah. talk. And, and I, I, I mean, I do understand it. It's just this system, yeah. right? That it's like, how do we break the system? No matter how hard we're trying, you know, it's like we're trying to get, you know, Wi-Fi into all, every home so uh. that just in case it's just, and then people are fighting it. It's like, man, if you have more, just give more. Yeah, That's just how it, honestly, like I believe in God. That's just how God wanted it. Mm. What we should do. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And I don't understand like people are acting like they're these huge Christians flying their flag and stuff and going to church. But going to church doesn't make you a good Christian. Mm. Being yeah. a good Christian is being a good person to every creed, color, different, you know, whether they believe they're Democrat, Republican, independent, green. Yeah. People are people. Yeah. And when someone's down, you're supposed to put your hand out and help them back up. Yep, I agree. And I, I just, we got to get back there. I don't know how I keep saying it like, geez, man, like <laughs> I could never run for president. Cause like I was on the cover of Playboy. <laughs> 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 I don't think anyone well, would have me. Know. I mean, I wasn't nude in Playboy, but I was on the cover, but yeah. Donnie, Donnie was grabbing crotches, right? That's like, true. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not the poster shop for what you would imagine to be a uh, elected official. So, right. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, one can only hope that, um, I guess if anything, sometimes these issues, I always go back to 9-11, how, you know, when people came together under those circumstances, it just showed the human experience and what that's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And it's terrible that it took something that tragic to bring that out in people. Obviously, New Yorkers are always famous for just, you know, if someone needs something, but... I just wish that COVID would be doing the same thing, bringing us together, bringing us together instead of Wouldn't just nice? splitting us apart worldwide, bringing us together to fight a common. Yeah. We'll see not to go down more of the COVID rabbit hole, but, um, I kind of live in the fringe, um, kind of, I wouldn't say anti-vax, but, um, there's, a thing called mass formation mm. um which is a when a it's almost like a group think so this uh, this several doctors believe that a uh, a tragedy or or some type of an event causes a group think um and there's certain things that have to be in place like feeling feelings of isolation feelings of hopelessness um, and then uh, the the tragedy comes into play, and then the group think is around one solution that the people in power say that there's only one solution to your problems or the problem that's facing us all, and in this case, it's the vaccination. And then that group think becomes so. Um, it brings them together on the issue of that one thing. So the people that believe in vaccination is the one thing that everyone needs to do, that bonds them together, that gives them that community, that gives them that, that feeling that you're talking about yeah. that you want on a yeah. whole, but then the, the, the downside of it is that then they have to find the scapegoat. 
They have mm. to point the finger at the, in this case, the non-vaccinated. Right. And that becomes the separation again. Yeah. So it's the strangest thing because even where I live, like my neighbors, we have, it's so funny, we have little gates in between our property because we all have pretty massive land, but they were put there by the previous owners because the kids of the neighborhood would just come over into each other's property and they would play together. It's just sort of a very old fashioned way of sort of bringing your kids up. And I remember, you know, asking the, you know, the neighbor, like, well, do you want to text, you know, text? She goes, he'll just come over and knock on the door. <laughs> right. Like, in, like in the olden days kind of right. thing. But here's the thing, like, so, um, they both are, um, obviously different when it comes to politics to me. Um, you know, they're, they're not vaccinated at all. Your neighbors, my neighbors, both yeah. neighbors, and they both have kids similar to our, and my kids love their kids. We all became really good friends. Um, and it's like, we have such different beliefs, right? right. Like I'm, I have just such different beliefs, but it's like, we still just really like each other. Mm. And I was just like, it, that's great. People, it's possible. Right. It is so possible. I mean, look, they're not obviously wearing, you know, Trump sweaters and stuff like that with right. him d dabbing right. um, or anything like that. <laughs> but, um, and they're not so like far down a crazy rabbit hole that they, they're into, you know, QAnon and all right. of that, but they definitely have a very strict set of beliefs that they have. I mean, even like my neighbor was, you know, came, we gave him presents and, he said, um, oh, we have our Christmas tradition. You know what I mean? They're very old fashioned people. And I right. just love that. But I, I respect that. It's not for me, right? but I just respect it. And I think that's, that's sort of a big key thing is that people have lost respect for the fact that people can have a differing opinion of you mm. and that doesn't make them an asshole. Right. Right. I mean, when someone like is mean, Kicking someone when they're down, not helping out, that's an asshole. Yeah. If someone doesn't believe in something that you believe in, you just have different beliefs. Well, I think, you know, in our generation that um, we did have the ability to have discussions. And it was okay if you were blue or you were red. Now everything is so tribal. Yeah. And I was, you know, even I was in Atlanta visiting my sister and... and um, I was talking to my niece and she kind of had a different belief than I did yeah. and has a really different belief about being black American or African American. And she got so heated in their discussion. This was at Christmas dinner. Oh boy. And I'm like, why, why are you getting so upset? Yeah. Why can't we just have a dialogue? Yeah. This is family. Yes. And we're different sides of the aisle, so to speak, on this topic. Yeah. And, you know, it got to the point where she said something like, um, you, you don't get it because you've been around white people all your life. Hmm. I'm like, what? So now you, I'm not black enough? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so it's, it's just so wow. polarizing. It's yeah. like. You can't be on the opposite side or you're evil or you're right. stupid or you're, you're, you don't represent us because you don't have this, you're not, you know. Black power. Right. Yeah. It's like, it was oh. really weird. And it, but it's like, that was just like a microcosm of the bigger picture. Yeah. Whether it's vaccinations or non-vaccination, whether it's Trump or Biden, whether it's, you know, people are making decisions because of the tribe and not because of. Yeah. 
maybe have but how do we get i mean they're literally like now we've gotten political but i just don't know how we got here because i feel like it was before trump it had started yeah obviously you know a lot of people have a distaste for him and that just really blew up yeah what was already sort of creeping in kind of just really put this giant microscope but i don't know i just I think i think it happened um and, I, and I'm just thinking about this now. I haven't thought about it before when it happened, but I'm going to guess it happened with the rise of social media. Okay, yeah. And probably Barack Obama. Okay. That, that his first, that first, because that was really when, really the first time a presidential candidate really pressed the social media buttons. Yeah, yeah. And that, I think, began to, to, and then, you know, Donald Trump was in that yes. and inciting that. Not yeah. that Donald Trump is evil or anything, but um, I think it was that. Um, and I think that, I think the, I think the algorithms mm -hmm. that all these social media um, sites have, have yeah. they continue to keep sending us the things that are going to, push Beat. our buttons right <laughs> so we just keep pushing screw you part. meta <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. that's so crazy on i mean i love me some barack obama i'm sorry Probably i don't too. mind saying it i just oh no, man he just great. hearing him speak yeah. makes me so happy he's just the cool i'm sorry for me my opinion he will go down in history as just the coolest president we have ever had he just just the way that he was able to um, connect with so many people, yeah. so many different levels, yeah. you know what I mean? Without changing who he was. It wasn't like, I'm going to become less black to speak to white right. people and I'm going to no. become super black. You know, it was, <laughs> he just, there right. was just something about him that was so accepting for me and for a lot of my friends. Well, the other side of it is that because of the system, he couldn't really do any of the things he wanted to do. Oh, man, I know. His hands were just tied. So you, then you, you have the other side going, oh, well, he didn't do he this. Didn't do he shit. didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah. He, he ruined health care. Well, you guys destroyed his health care bill. Right. You, like, tore it apart till he had to scavenge for any piece of it to, to make it even different. It's I happening mean, right now. Look, I mean, everyone wants better roads. Everyone wants, you know, a, a better America. But yet, you know, even we've got the Joe Mansions of the world yeah. that are deciding that I don't know why. I mean, West Virginia is in a heap of shit right now. Um, it's like... People, I don't think people truly understand. They're like, yay, we have checks and balances. But it's like, you know, if you have an agenda and you're really trying to good, do good things for the American people, you can't just sign a bunch of executive orders. You can in certain ways, but we all know if it's a really big thing like health care right. or the Build Back Better, um, you're going to have to have both sides. Well, I just wish that, again, it's the system. They put all this stuff in these bills you know and it's like why are you trying to sneak that in yeah. to this whole agenda that there's a lot of positive but then you're like we want to do this we're going to sneak this in the bill so if you don't agree on everything right you have a way out because that's so true geo they should literally just pe like 
one by one, one right? By one. I understand they're trying to do a lot, but let's just take like, let's just put them all in little piles yep. that all are in a similar situation. Yep. And let's try to get this passed and then this passed. Like, exactly. I mean, you know, our government officials are making enough money. They can go back into session and yep. discuss more <laughs> than just one bill that has. And I guess that's true. Cause yeah. you know what, if, if there's things that you like, and then you feel like things are being snuck in, then you feel like a little bit like, I, I guess that would sort of piss me off too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. We went around the world <laughs> yeah, we in did. this podcast. <laughs> but I'm so happy we did. Yeah. Because it needs to be talked about. I agree. And I think, look, it all comes back t at the end of the day to, for me, mental health. And even what we're talking about as far as government and COVID and social media, it all comes back to the fact that there are a lot of really unhappy people mm. in this world. And they're making it even more... It's, it's more difficult for those that are borderline unhappy, right? And it's like every day, I'm just literally, I go I go into meditation. I try so hard just to send out love into the world. Good. I'm one person, but I'm like, gosh, if my energy can reach someone, they can just turn it around, right? Be, be the change you want to be. Be the, the change world. you want to be. Yeah. That's it, people. That yes. is our statement for today <laughs> for this show. Gio, it has been my absolute pleasure to have Mine you on. Too. Thank this you so great. much for being so open and <laughs> willing to discuss everything. And yes. for everybody out there, thank you again for following the podcast and listening and giving me so much support. I truly support it. 2022, I hate to say it because everyone said, yeah, 2021. Um, let's just know that 2022 is going to be the year that um, you make it, right? So make good choices and uh, let's just all be better. So until next time, see you later.